This is professional radio, gentlemen. That's front wheel drive. Sorry, have you got anyone you want to thank? Just myself. And now we do the after hours. <laughs> uh, gentlemen, what would you go for? Thanks to your Okay, and because it's not a supercar. But it is. It's not. Automotive perfection comes in the form of two letters, A and U. Long live my LTD. Welcome to Car Talk. It's Tuesday night here on 98.9 Northwest FM. It's me, Matty J, in studio with Mr. Alamadeep Singh, Mr. Tyron Cabral, and online with Mr. Edward Tom Bunting. But I'll try to put an. Oh my God, you forgot my name. Your birthday. It was your birthday the other Happy birthday. Um, And David Magical Prince and Scotty Doe Johnson. There you go. There you go. Oh, I'm just trying to put some something in there at this point. It's really- Light and shade. Yeah, very, very magical prince. Very good. Uh, how how are we, guys? Yeah, good, great. Yeah, yeah thanks. Doing yeah. well, thank you. Yeah, very, very, very good. Good to hear you all doing so well. Let's crack onto some car updates, gentlemen. Let's start around the room first with Tyrone. Updates with you. Uh, how much money have you spent on the Falcon today, Tyrone? <laughs> Tell us. <laughs> no, nothing actually. Um, the I think since the last update last week um the cable for the reverse camera the extension cable came through works um so put it in yeah plugged it in connected it up so it all works fine um that's probably about it not nothing else more um i ordered in a window switch for the left hand passenger window side because i don't know why that just shit itself okay um so i don't know if it's actually um fully gone or whether it's just the contacts uh you know got a bit of dust on it because I've, I've looked up videos on youtube and a lot of them say that they they get a little bit of uh, uh yeah sticky on yeah. it and it's uh i'll say I, I, I got one for like 15 bucks anyway, yeah, so, cheap, yeah. yeah so i just i bought one but I'll, I'll change it out but i'll still see if i can if i can still keep this one as a backup um for any other any other ones that that decide to go but yeah just that was the thing about it. Nothing else, nothing else much. Oh, um, I dropped off the MX-5 yesterday. You get me? Yep. Hey. So it'll hopefully be ready in a couple of days. Um, if it's not, not too worried. We've got other cars to drive. <laughs> um, that you don't drive. I drive my cars. No, you don't. Yes, I do. You drive your freaking dad's car. That's a company car. Oh, yeah, yeah, but it's not your car. <laughs> no, yeah, the Rex is not my car. <laughs> It's it's a company car. It's company fuel. Company yeah, fuel. company fuel. Um, the yeah, the DMX is basically it's actually started giving a little warning. Oh, right. Didn't expect it's like oil change required in a thousand k's, eight hundred k's, six hundred k's. Um, it also for Minus some reason two hundred k's. <laughs> it also weirdly tells me air filter element. But that's like thirty thousand and then two hundred k's or six hundred k's. <laughs> like why are you telling me about the air element? This is you know another two services away. A question I had was. Um, from again, people on forums and the YouTube like to do their own maintenance little things. People have recommended that you do the fuel filter every fifteen thousand because uh, you know algae and all that jazz that grow in diesel tanks can affect it. Um, even though the book recommends every forty five thousand k's, um, I'm sure like the filter itself, I think is about oh, it's just like sixty dollars. I think you can buy it from uh, your standard, you know. Um, you know, auto parts stores, you can do it yourself. 
or you can obviously ask the the dealership to do it at possibly an exorbitant price. So I'm wondering, should I do the fuel filter or no? What's the opinion of the people's? What uh, car is this for? The D Max. The D Max oh, filter. Okay. Yeah, for diesel. Yeah, do it. Do it. <clears throat> nah, don't do it. Yeah, I need to. <laughs> you gotta go first. All right. You roll on premium diesel. Yeah, listen, I, I am running premium diesel. I only fill up at either my 7-Elevens or my um, Costco. No, Costco. Nah, I wouldn't bother about Yeah. What um, what case is it done, Alum? Uh, so it's at its 15,000. Yeah, right. I think on my page, the fuel filter is scheduled every 30,000 K. Yeah. So you'd want to do it at 30, maybe. Are they saying you do it every service at 15? No, it's recommended by, I guess, other people that own the car. But again, it's it's more or less hearsay. The I think the book recommendation is 45,000. Yeah. Yeah. So look, at, at 15, I think it's probably overkill if that's the case. Um, yeah. 40, I, don't, I'd like, I don't usually get fuel from, I guess, places of ill repute or at least places where they probably have the fuel sitting very long, you know, mm-hmm. allowing the LG build up, that sort of thing. So, Especially if you're running premium diesel do you find that makes a difference i haven't really run non-premium so i'd imagine it probably what wouldn't premium diesel what, what what's the difference between premium diesel and normal shit diesel the word, the word yeah <laughs> the, the extra two cents <laughs> or whatever yeah. i've i've always just run diesel whatever diesel's around and meh diesel with a capital d yeah, yeah, never had it which it should be because it was rudolph diesel so it's meant to be with a capital d because it's his surname there you diesel. Go. diesel, diesel, Rudolph, Rudolph, um, diesel. Yeah. We've got another question for the Falcon boys. Yes. The 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 Ford because I did end up did, I polished out the the headlights and everything else. The automatic um and I cleaned up the little UFO mm-hmm. the light sensor. Mm-hmm. It still it's still ready on. for me to sort of take delivery. Alum, is that? It what's is. Happening? It is. It is pretty ready. Um, yeah. it's just I need to fix that the UFO. I guess it's, they call it a UFO. It's a little round it's light sensor. Yeah. Um, that is, I think is this kaput because. You put it on automatic, no matter how much light you shine on it, lights are on. Yeah, that that's weird. It shouldn't be yeah. doing that. And I haven't heard of them. I'm not paying for that, Alan. I'm not paying for that. I've never heard of them fail. Yeah. Like, ever. So I don't even know how I'm going to, like, pull it out as well. Like, you got to reach all the way near the glass and hopefully don't smash the glass. You know, you got to fix that. I'll do my best, Ed. I'll do my best. I don't even know where I'm going to order the part from. Because I've looked it up. And nobody seems to sell it either. Because <laughs> it doesn't it, break. It doesn't break. <laughs> so I'll probably go to the records and fish one out. And then... um you know, and then we'll go from there, maybe. Yeah. So sense. you're saying during daytime it's on. Yeah. Even if you like get like a torch and shine a light on it, mm. it doesn't change. So mm. I'm just assuming the sensor is gone. Yeah. But uh, we'll deal with that. I think. Oh, very good. Yeah. I think just probably just go to records, try another one, and see how you go. Mm. Uh, Mr. Scotty Day Johnson. Me. Um. I have fitted the new disc rotors and pads <clears throat> into the Subaru Um I had to MacGyver it to get the piston, to push the piston back in. Hmm. So, you know, the um, when you get like the corking guns yeah. and you sit it into the canister thingy and you got the, you press the trigger and it pushes in. Yeah. So what I did was because, you know, you got two metal bits that run across the top. I hacksawed one bit off, snapped that bit off, and I sit it over the caliper and I keep clicking it, it goes boop, 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 and push it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to travel to around the corner to pick up one of the um, 
the G clamps I got at Mum and Dad's. <laughs> you need to patent that. <laughs> so I did that and pushed the two the two pistons back in, um, and then um, bedded it in. Took it for a bit of a drive, bedded them in, and no squeal. All good. So I'm running um, the slotted and dimpled discs and Brembo brake pads. Okay. Oh, high performance. Have you got nice plastic Brembo covers to go over the calipers? No, no. Although you can see the pads and they're red on the outside, so okay. look, there's a bit of red. That's cool. That makes extra it kilo, extra kilowatts. <laughs> yeah, the only reason I went with the Brembos is because they're priced really well. Okay. <clears throat> and I've had Bendix before, and I don't really like Bendix pads. Don't care for them. No. It'll be interesting to see how the um, Brembos uh, wear. Yeah, that's what I'm interested in, see how they wear. Do they create a lot of brake dust? But it, but I like not with that fuss with brake dust. It's just these, the Bendix ones that I had last time chewed through the rotor. Mm. After one use of those pads, those rotors were done. Yeah. There was grooves in them. They were just worn all the way down, so they just ate through the rotor. So hopefully these ones are a bit, bit nicer, but... They seem to bite quite well, so see how it goes. Um, You're blaming uh, the pads, Scotty. Did your uh, downhill attack on um, uh, at Arthur's seat have anything to do with uh, <laughs> some of the damage to the rotor? They were already gone by then, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you sure? I don't know. Yeah, they were almost on um, close to metal by then. They were completely gone. Before then, you could smell well, we'll it. Take your word for it, Scotty. Yeah. <laughs> And then I didn't want to change the rotors yet, so I just bought some pads to throw on for a bit while I um, got the rotors and everything sorted and finally got around to doing that. Got the... Scotty did the, uh, the pad slap, which is, which, is not, uh, uh, which is the easy way out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I did. Because I had no time. They were, like, the pads were gone yeah. and I had no time to order in. And I couldn't wait because, yeah, these pads were long gone, so I just quickly grabbed some, slapped them on, drove it for a bit, did what I wanted it to do for a bit, and um, done it properly. That's all fixed. Got wheel bearings booked in for Friday to be done. Good. Hopefully that solves the problem. It's either getting worse or it's creating some other problems in the car. Um, <clears throat> a bit of bad rattling or something coming from the front passenger side and kind of pulling to the left a bit and just yeah something's a bit off i had a look underneath all the suspension seems to be fine a bit of the rattle could have been the plastic shielding underneath which i fixed so i'm not sure if that'll fix the drama on that one but i think i did find uh, a coolant leak too okay which is good because now and again I've been having to top up the coolant and I'm wondering as to why I need to top it up all the time. Um, I only need to top it up, I don't know, maybe a couple hundred mil here and there to top it back up to full again, but I didn't know where it was disappearing to because it's not leaving any marks anywhere. But mm. uh, <clears throat> I saw a bit of green coming from the lower radiator hose. Mm. So I'll just have to start it up and see exactly what it's coming from. Is it? The hose itself is the clamp on their wearing or or what. I just seemed to have just a little bit I saw it seeping, but I couldn't really determine where exactly it's seeping from. 
just somewhere around there. So, well, I mean, when the cars are the mechanic, anyway, just be able to get them to do it once over. Just make just make sure it's all right. And if, if it's if it's if it's something where you can't see it, they can like. <clears throat> Yeah, it's a bit tricky with this wet weather to see where anything's coming from. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I, I'd say it's pretty good news, Scotty. That it's, you know, you find the cool on the ground and not in the combustion chamber. Yeah, that's a... Yeah, that's, that's right. It's, it's losing coolant it's and, you're not, and you're not seeing it. Head gasket. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, it's been slowly leaking. I've been topping up coolant for a while, but every time I drop the oil, it's completely clean. There's no... Yeah milky residue or anything in there there's nothing in the reservoir either when i check in there so it's not that it's just yeah a leak i can't find at least this one that i can get to yeah i don't remember the first one that i had that was under the top mount intercooler a tiny little heater hose that had split and burst and just sprayed coolant everywhere <clears throat> that was a pain in the butt i had to remove the whole top mount um, remove a couple more hoses running under there just to get to it. That's a top tip, actually, because people will often change radiator hoses, you know, top, bottom, whatever. They're very common uh, perishable, serviceable items, but no one generally bothers to do all the heater hose rubbers and things, of which Scotty's right. They're very intricate. There's more of them. They're usually that thinner gauge of rubber pipe. Um, and often, yeah, on a 20-year-old car, they're all original. When the, the radiator hoses have been done or the radiator itself might have been done, but it's still got coolant going through. It's still rubber. Like, it, they still stuff up. Um, I had that on a Corolla years ago where it was, it was yeah, pissed out the back of the head and one of those little hoses. And um, it's just like, yeah, well, if you're doing the radiator ones, you do the other ones because they're all the same age and they're going to go wrong. Yeah, I was in Kitan when it happened. Titan. Yeah, I was there for my um for teaching, waiting to go into the school, and I'm just sitting in the car for a bit because I got there a bit early, and I could just you know that smell that you get yeah. the coolant smell, the sickly sweet coolant yes. smell. I was yeah. like, oh, that's not right. That's not it running hot or anything like that. So I had a look, and there's just this puddle coming underneath the car. I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so car talk. Until I got it home, could I find out where it was coming from? I made it home. Change all the hoses. There you go. Top tip: change the hoses. Top tip: change all your hoses. Change them. How's this? I got. Oh, sorry. No, I'll shut up. I'll wait. Wait till my turn. No, wait till my turn. Wait till my turn. It's your turn now, Bunting. Yeah, I'm done. All right. Little radiator hose story. So in my Corolla, when that happened, I was down outside of Colac, and it was 42 degrees. I was rocking along in my 91 Seeker, um, which was the little five-speed manual hatch. It was a CS carb model. Anyway. I'm fanging along and, uh, yeah, suddenly the temp gets a bit high and I was like, oh, so I pulled over. I noticed it, of course, and then heater hose are just spraying shit everywhere, same as Scotty's. Um, all I had in my backpack was my mobile phone, but I was on prepay credit back then years ago and I'd run out of credit, so I couldn't call anyone. And all I had in my backpack was cans of rum and Coke. And I thought, <laughs> well, I can't really put that in the radiator and get limped back to Colac. So... I left the car under some trees and started walking down the highway. And it was the only time in my life I've ever attempted to hitchhike because I thought it's 42 degrees. There's no one, you know, like it's quite a walk back in a colac. Anyway, no one picked me up, which is probably good because I might've ended up being murdered. And so I saw a clump of trees in the distance, which I thought could be a farmhouse. So I went into the farmhouse and said, look, could I just use your phone to ring ring the taxi from Colac? And they said, yeah, yeah, all good. And I'm chatting to the guy. Turns out he knows my uncle. I'm like, what are the chances of this? 
So then I went into town and then I didn't have RACV or anything and you can't join if you've got a problem. You can only join. It's a bit like health insurance. If you've just, you know, had your leg half sawn off by a crocodile, you can't just then ring up and get health insurance, you know? So same sort of thing. I couldn't get RACV, but I found a mechanic who was willing to sort of come out and do it and I just gave him cash sort of thing. Um, So I sorted that eventually, but... Oh, it took a few hours. It was a real pain. And then I was back on the road. Then I was back on the ferry over to Sorrento for New Year's. It was New Year's Eve. And then and then uh, on the dance floor at Sorrento Pub for New Year's Eve. Not a problem. Doesn't matter. Still made it. Oh, and that was a funny thing. On the way to the Sorrento Pub, there were these guys hitchhiking. And I thought I normally wouldn't pick up hitchhikers, but that was me earlier today. And I'm going to give them a ride. So I gave them a ride into wherever they were going in Sorrento. And uh, I thought, oh, well, that's good karma, you know? And they never ended up at their location, did they, uh, Edward? No, no they, ended up, they, they ended up safe because Edward said, what if I was a serial killer? Well, and the they, thing is, I'm not the said, I thought I'm the best one to pick them up because I'm not <laughs> going to kill them. Like, that's good for them. Edward responded with, what if I was a serial killer? And they said, the likelihood of two of them being in one car is quite you know, <laughs> unlikely. So everyone, everyone quieted down and they got to their location. He's not a serial yeah. killer. There's still yeah, a right. dead house now. Actually, actually <laughs> you, to, to be a serial killer, you have to be multiple. It could have been just a single, but anyway. Yeah, you got that, to. That, that's for the, the police to investigate. <laughs> and... Uh, Edward's backyard to take care of. <laughs> so that was my uh, my my radiator hose story. Yeah, I, I was going to say, Ed, since you gave us the information that it was like close to New Year's Eve, um, obviously you didn't have the option. I was going to say, should have gone back to Colac, stayed the night, signed up for RACV that night, and the next yeah. morning be like, ah, oh, would you look at that? I've had some car trouble. How can yeah, well, I- Oh, that was it. I was going to leave the car there and just get the train back down, but I missed the last train. So I was like, God damn it. You know, what, what do I do now? You know, it's, but since then I've had RACV total care. So it's just whatever you're in, you're, you're all good. And I've had a phone that's not on prepaid credit. So two life lessons sort, change, three, change your radiator hoses when you, the heater hose when you change your radiator hoses. Two, get RACV total care if you're going to drive around in old shit boxes that you don't know how good they are. Three, what was the third one? Don't be on prepaid. Don't be on prepaid. Don't, yeah, don't be on prepaid. Be on a mobile phone plan. You do those three things, your life's going to be better. You could. Yeah. Easy. I say you can be on a prepaid plan these days. That's why they Absolutely. Now, uh, in terms of normal car updates, we've got sidetracked there. I have been in a buying mood. Okay. So the first car I purchased, Maddie drove this the other day was a 1995 Subaru Impreza GX 1.8 litre four-door sedan automatic with 82,000 original Ks on it from the original owner. And I showed Maddie there's a receipt in the glove box for when she purchased the car for $31,990 in 1995, and she traded in a Ford Laser 1981 and a Ford Fairlane 1983, I think it was. So she got thirteen grand for the pair, the laser and the fairlane, and she tipped herself into the uh, thirty-one nine ninety Impreza. So a bit, of, a bit of money back then. Wasn't it? A bit of money. It's not. Maddie and I were saying that that's not that cheap. You know, it's not a nineteen nine ninety. It's a thirty-one. It's yeah. It's getting up there. I wonder how much that is. Like that had to be like almost sixty grand. Oh, yeah, maybe we'll do the, we'll do the uh, conversion. What year was it? Sorry? Conversion. Ninety-five. Nineteen ninety-five. So anyway, so 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 that's that, Edward. And yeah, drove really well that car. 
Picard drives beautifully. It's very tight. It's been very well serviced its whole life. Um, however, she has run into things being very old. So the front left looks awful. The front bumper's got scrapes and the back bumper's got scrapes. And, you know, there's a few dings around the body. But so if you ignore the cosmetics, it's a, it's a really nice little car. And the interior is perfect. So I'm going to advertise that tonight after this show for $3,600 as it sits with Long Ridge and a Roadworthy and just see if I see what bites I get on that. Um, so that's the Impreza. The other car I was tempted into buying is a 2002 Holden Berliner VX2 sedan. It's finished in that tungsten color, which is that champagne sort of color. Um, and that's done an original 82,000 K as well. So I've got two cars with 82,000 low miles on them. That's ridiculous uh, for a VX Commodore. I know. Um, and that car's got full books and mats and headlight protectors, and, you know, it's a really clean car. So that uh, – I've got to love that. I've got to check for Roadworthy, and they said we can't see anything, so that should sail through when I sell it. Um, so I'll be advertising that soon. And the third car I was tempted with, this was a bit of an unexpected one. On Friday, I got a bit of a tip-off on a Toyota Prado, the first shape turbo diesel 02 GXL. And um, I sort of, it was a tender system. So I threw my hat in the ring with a bit of a bid on it and sort of forgot about it. And then I got a, a text message Monday going, oh, hey, you're currently winning this Prado. And I was like, oh, all right then. So um I ended up winning it and and I, I they wanted more money for it, but I was the closest. And so they, they basically said, yeah, all right, let, let it go. So I hadn't seen it. I'd just sort of seen pictures of it online, but I went and purchased it last night. Uh, thank you, David, for the lift out there. And you don't quite know sight unseen, like it all looked like it would stack up and it was cheap enough. You go, yeah, I'll take a punt, but you never quite know till you get there. So I got to this guy's house and um, he's, it turns out he's the original owner, bought it brand new, gives me all the receipts in the folder, gives me the original radio, says, yeah, it's been a cracking car. It's had new shocks. It's had tires not long ago. It's had a timing belt 15,000 K go. Um, everything works. Aircon works. The only thing with it is that the paint on the roof and the bonnet is not great. It's that metallic red and it's just gone all hazy and dusty and clear coat gone, you know. But to drive, Mickey Mouse, you know, and I was like, Ooh, got me a Prado. Okay, didn't expect that this morning when I got out of bed. <laughs> so I've got three cars and the Prado's done 243,000 K, which sounds like a lot, but for one of those early diesel Prados, that's low. Yeah. Um. So I've got three, in inverted commas, low mileage cars um, that will all soon be for, <laughs> for sale. What year's the Prado? O2. Oh, yeah. Same as the VX. No. Yes, O2, O2. Yeah. It's the last of that first shape Prado in the turbo diesel um, in an auto. So, yeah, I think 03, they went to that more curvy shape. I even, this is, and this is going to shock people on this, right? I even thought, do I sell my Pajero for 18, 17 and just stick with the Prado, which owes me way less than that, you know, and pocket some cash? And then I thought, ah, Prado doesn't have ABS or airbags or any of that traction controller, you know, any of that stuff. And I thought, and it is body on chassis. It's not a monocoque like the Pajero. So I thought Pajero does drive better. Pajero is more powerful. Pajero's got side airbags and front airbags and ABS and and it's got a winch and the Prado doesn't. And I just went, oh, you know what? Like 
it's probably by the time you brought the Prado up to scratch and put a winch on it and do the get the paint done and redo the tinted windows and you know sort of bring it up to how I would like it. Um, you're probably not far off what I spent buying the patch anyway. Yeah. So, you know, but the thought crossed my mind for a very brief time. Um, that's my car updates. Oh, on Sunday, uh, it was my birthday. I went for a little drive out in the country and I took the mini moke, which hasn't been on a big run. And um, there was always, you know, there's always a bit of question mark over an old British car that hasn't been used a lot. What's it going to do? Thankfully, it didn't do anything wrong. Uh, my brother and I had the top down the whole way, freezing, but <laughs> I had gloves and a big jacket and, you know, beanie and whatever, and uh, it was great. So we went all around the hills out east and did, oh, 100-something Ks in it all around there, and we drove through a cloud, which was nice, top of the mountain. It was covered in mist, and I said to my brother, we're in a cloud right now. How's this? <laughs> in a moat. And he's like, this is a bit crazy, Ed. And I'm like, yeah, it's great. Um, and so we made it home again, and I was like, good little moat. Didn't, didn't do anything wrong. Happy with that. Happy days, Bonten. That's me. I'll shut up. David Prince. Uh, car updates with me. I uh, parked the van on Saturday after going down to the gearbox uh, and came out Monday morning, drove down the street, thought, that's a strange noise, only to find the front left tyre flatter than a pancake. Uh, yeah. and basically almost peeling off the rim. So I thought, oh, that's not great. Um, so I turned around limp time. Um, my van's loaded up with uh, a lot of uh, accoutrement for work, uh, and I had this sort of sick feeling that the release for the spare wheel was actually under all that, under the, the floor and all that sort of thing. Anyway, I had quick, thankfully, as um, the top tip's already been passed on about um uh, extra care with uh, total care with RACB. Um, one quick call out they came, rummaged around underneath, got the spare out, changed it over, and I was on the way in 10 minutes. But I had been meaning to put tires on that car. Um, I actually swapped the alloy wheels and the continental tires from the old van I had. Um, so they've done nearly 40,000 on this van, and however many they did on the other one. Um, so yeah, that was this morning's job. Dropped it off last night. Picked it up nine thirty this morning with four brand new Contis on it. So Ooh. makes a big difference. Drives much nicer. How many k's on that? Fifty? Uh, no, no, thirty, thirty-eight. Now. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it'll I'll have had it three years in December. So uh, yeah, two and a half years. Um, the uh, yeah, so that that um, was expensive, but worthwhile um but the highlight of my automotive week has to be driving the laser sr2 <laughs> on sunday from the departure point for mr bunting's birthday up into, into the uh into the into the foothills of the mountains before matt had to um uh, head off to another appointment so i was i was granted access to the holy of holies and um enjoyed it um very very much thank you matthew no worries i'm glad that you you got to drive it i didn't expect you to say that but that that's that's quite good <laughs> well it was i mean you know we do know how you love a laser um thing. and i can see why so yeah that was great for the k that car's done 321 thousand k 318 21 321 now yeah is it uh there's a two two after the three now. Um, 
Yeah, and it drove completely smoothly and lovely. Not a tight, not a rattle, not a clunk. It was a great little car. So yes, I can see why it's not not going anywhere. That one. No, it's 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 uh it's it's too good a car, Mister Prince. Too good a car. Absolutely too good a car. Too good a car. Um, trying to um, I actually the one other thing I did last week I forgot to mention was um, I did go to a launch for the Honda ZRV at a dealership, uh, Gary Warren Smith in. Oakley um, and took my city down, which was actually bought new from Gary Warren Smith in January 1984. So um, I made sure they realised that and showed them the service book and said, I think you need to buy this car and have it on your showroom floor for its 40000 <laughs> So we live in hope, haven't had a call yet, but, you know, something might come of that. They were, they were, they were going on in the uh, little, little release talk about how long, you know, they've been, a part with Honda, been a part of the Honda network and how their history is so important to them. So I thought that's what I wanted to hear. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. On a platter. On a platter. Hold out your hand. Exactly. Exactly. So we'll see. Um, um, I don't got. I don't think I've got any updates this week. I'm just trying to think what I've. Oh no, I sure nothing's broken, man. Nothing's broken. No, no, right. Nothing's broken. The guys still get to come pick up the LTD, but that's that's sold, ready to go. Is the money in the bank? 100%. Uh, deposits <laughs> in the bank, uh, but he's like going to pay the rest of cash. He said, I'm like, well, whenever you get here, you get here, but I've got some sort of money from it. So whether he comes or not, <clears throat> still winning. Okay, um, okay. You busy man. Um, so that'll be there. I, um, I was telling Edward this. I tried to get – when I opened the the, um, the center console lid in my, in my Fiesta, there looked like there should be a little tray there, and there should be. But on my one, they didn't put one. So I went to Ford and priced it up. And because I was looking online for second hand and they were like 29 pounds from the UK. And I'm like, yeah, I'm not paying that. Mm. I got one for $20 Australian uh, and uh, and makes that little hole a little, lot of, a little bit neater. So I, I got that and put that in there. And and, and that, that's, that's quite nice. Um, gave a couple of cars a clean, but I haven't really done much car-y stuff uh, over the, over the last week, it's been pretty busy with with life admin, to be honest with you. So, um, but but anyway, moving moving on, gentlemen, to tonight's topic. Now, I wanted to talk to you guys about about this because uh, one of the listeners of the show, Dave LC two from the United States of Freedom, uh, has message. We message all the time, and and um, he was telling me about some some cars that that, that are exactly the same, but they've got they've got different badging, and 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 I was I was responding responding with the ones that we've had here in Australia. Got me thinking, which one? Which are the ones that have been successful, and which one are the ones that have not been successful? So, uh, w- like a badge engineering, badge sharing kind of, uh, kind of car that's that that's been good. And Scotty, I know, put in the chat like stream in capitals Toyota Lexan, um, because everybody <laughs> everybody knows that the, the ah, that was a bad one. Yeah, the Holden Apollo was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't that bad. The Holden Apollo. Yeah, it was just a camera, and cameras are always good cars. Yeah, that That's is, right. That is true. That is true. That is true. Um, I, I saw my first Holden Apollo V6 recently, and like, yeah. That, yeah. that has to be quite rare. Um, quite so rare. I was like, oh, V6. Um, and so anyway, I, I wanted to ask you guys what you think were the, were the ones that have been good and which other ones have been miserable. Um, I want to start us off with the Ford uh, XF Ute, which turned into the Nissan The Ute. Uh, the Ute, the Ute. Uh, oh, it's not, not any Ute, the Ute. 
it's the Ute. Um, yeah. Funny enough, it had a longer warranty than the than the Ford equivalent, which is which is which is quite <laughs> which is quite funny. They obviously saw some sort of uh, <laughs> uh, reliability in it. Um, so obviously not a really good one. They didn't really do well for them. But then obviously Nissan and Ford didn't really do many good things. Um, I mean the, the the Maverick and the Corsair from that from that same era. Uh, you want to say the same thing? Mm-hmm. Right? The, the kind of uh, kind of come to mind. But yeah, the Nissan the Ute is not really uh, one that that uh, goes too too favourably, gentlemen. It's funny. I think particularly with the cars that came out of that button plan. Um, during the during the eighties, um, it, it seemed to be the manufacturer that had that model uh, did much better. The, yep. the the clone of, of the other manufacturer. When you look at the Toyota with the the Corolla, uh, and was the Holden Nova, the Camry was the Holden Polo, and as we said, the the, Le- the Commodore was the the Lexan. Well, you know, I mean, Holden did t- sold probably a hundred <laughs> Commodores to a Lexan, didn't they? Really, and I'm pretty much it was of similar ratios with the with Toyota selling Camrys compared to Apollos and Corollas compared to um, no, there's, I think that with one exception that sprang to mind, I was thinking about it, made a little list before we came on. Um, the interesting, the most interesting one through the eighties, I reckon was that the Holden actually, um, had an association with Suzuki, obviously. And the first Barina, which came out in 85 was a, a basically a rear Swift. Um, and that's all in huge numbers compared to the Swift. So um, the Swift was always a bit, you know, people either didn't know it was there or didn't realise, you know, that it was on sale, which Suzuki sort of seems to struggle with some of their small cars. I mean, um, Belenos and things like that even now, you know, they're, they're sort of not on everyone's shopping list. Or, um, But, yeah, Holden did very well with the with the, with the this clone in that case. Um, not so well with the Scurry, which was a clone of the Carry Van. And the right, Drove, the Scurry, was- the Holden Scurry, yeah. And the Drover, which was a clone of the Sierra. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the Barina certainly bucked the trend, I think. That has to be probably one of the most successful ones that they had, I reckon, like, like you know, out, out of any company because it, 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 it outsold its original, you know, equivalent, which is which is, mm. which is quite rare. Um, but what about, what about you, gentlemen? Uh, Alan, you were about to say something earlier. I was, I was going to ask the question, is it, does it have to be, like, a complete clone car or can it be, like, BT-15 Ranger. Yeah, that, that, that's that's a clone car. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Well, the other yeah. one I was going to go for is... Uh, the BRZ in the 86 as well. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's a good one. Yeah. Um, which is funny because Subaru make the car, but Toyota sell, I think, 10 to 1 yeah. is, the, is the ratio. So <laughs> yeah. it's, it's a bit barinery, isn't it? It There's is. It's a barina factor. <laughs> it's, it's quite weird. I think that one worked well as well. Like, obviously, sales apart. The between the like premium model and the base model of the uh GT 86, the BRZ kind of slotted right in the middle of that. Um, so it was kind of a good option of if if one of them's you know too spec'd out, one of them's not spec'd enough, you could go the Subaru route. I personally am like, yeah, I'd probably go Subaru route just because real fanboy, yeah, real fanboy, and you know, the the blue color in in the OG Subaru is nice. But uh, yeah, I'd say that's one of the positive ones. What do we think of the uh, the Ignis and the, the Cruise? That was the only good cruise that they made. <laughs> yeah, that's true because it was a Suzuki. 
Um, and be I believe that was the one to have all. That's the one to get. The Holden is the one to get if you were to buy one because it, it did come with all uh, like proper four wheel drive. I think. And uh, it did. Um, it was one of those. Uh, if uh, you have it on and it sensed the front loose traction, then the rear that. got some. Yeah. But it's but it's also one of those if you know you know like it, it's it's it, oh he bought the he bought the uh, the Holden version. Now I used to know a lady that um, in the cricket team I played for her son played played in the same team as I um, had. She bought one brand new, a manual one. Um, smoked like a train. The car smelled like cigarettes, like crazy. But um, I always liked that. I was like, it was, a, it was a cool little car. Um, and yeah, I always would have said the yeah, the all drive or was all drive. I can't remember what it said on the on, on the side of the on the side of the car. And and I thought it looked better as well. I thought it was I thought it was a, a, a good looking good looking rendition of that. Um, but but Tyrone, you've had a cloned car in terms of the in terms of the um, the Ranger. Yeah, well, the Ranger and the BT50 are the um, yeah the Ranger and the BT50 are the same. I think same same chassis, just uh, different bodies. Yeah, just different bodies get put on onto them. Um, but yeah, I don't know the. I think the Ranger got sold more than BT50s. Uh, well, well over, yeah, yeah, well over um, at that time. So, but I think now with the new Ranger, it is a lot different. I don't think it's still the same. Same. Well, now it's Amarok based, I think, isn't it? I don't think it's. Oh, no, the, the new Amarok's Ranger based. So yeah. Oh, it, it's, okay. Yeah, it's it's all it's all a bit of a bit of bit of weird, but it's a bit know, complicated, really, really, isn't it? Yeah. Never really got fan of the Amaroks. I don't know. Like, they're just the. Uh, it's like your even your um, Navara and uh, the Mercedes. Mercedes, yeah. Same, <laughs> same thing. Oh, just yeah. a badge of a Mercedes yeah. on it, and to charge you charge you fifty grand more for it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, right. it, the Mercedes one's interesting because they that was their kind of first and last suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was first suit. Yeah, and uh, obviously it didn't didn't go that well because um, when you can yeah when you can buy a Navara cheaper for the same same uh, same specs, why would you go Mercedes? You know, correct. Yeah. So yeah, um, but yeah, in they the, should have made an X sixty three built on <laughs> built on the G wagon chassis, right? <laughs> And that would have sold. It would, yeah. That that would have probably made more sense, you know, if you, if you had a G wagon Ute. Yeah, that's because every dealer you in know. the because no, no, no one's using a Ute for any good purpose, right? <laughs> so it's, it's it's basically you're you know more manlifying the, the G wagon, which is already pretty manly, but a lot of because a lot of um we'll call it you know um, valley girls. Yeah, uh, drive them so they do have that kind of air of a uh, drug dealer or like you know daddy's little girl who's been given too much money. So to to manify it a little bit, you make them to the Ute. And then you've got you know all, all uh, you know the people that want to spend too much money, uh, don't have a lot in the pants, you know, or want to want to look like a real man on the road, and uh, we're gonna take a little TV from uh, the shop or put a slab in the back. Slab in the back, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they go on fishing, but they park it really, really far away uh, from the water, and they should, you know take a second car. Yeah, <laughs> really close. <laughs> but that, that would have worked, I reckon. So it's Mercedes, you know, send us a check if you if you ever make a, a G wagon, you know, <laughs> do you? Actually, what? Oh, they did, didn't they? They made that six by six. Six by six, yeah. 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 Well, the six by six is not even like. I mean, when have, it's like it's like uh like how we were talking last week um after the show we we were saying it's like buying a a, a ram you know yeah a ram yeah. or a uh, f two fifty or something like that pointless in, in in Australia it's pointless because you can't park them anywhere yeah you can only take them from A to B park them on the road and then and and that's your best bet and we we saw actually as soon as we yeah. were talking about it we saw a guy pull up in a ram in, in, in a ram in the parking lot and he took up two spots <laughs> in there and he still couldn't fit in <laughs> it, it was ridiculous we we're talking about it and legit 
legit a minute later, I'm like, dude, that's a ram. And it takes it takes it parked in the middle of two car parks and it was like virtually perfect size pointed in the two car parks. But the length was still too much. Yeah, the yeah. And I could I could picture Adrian getting out of the car then. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Bald Eagles, America. <laughs> even, like even the the Ranger Raptor here. It's, it's, it's still big. still a big car for the, for a normal um, parking lot, you know. There, there's, uh, I think I was, I was telling you guys uh, at Super Cheap. There's a guy that lives across the road from from where my Super Cheap is, and he's got the previous generation Ranger Raptor. Um, lifted it on mat on the, probably the biggest tires I've ever seen on a on a on a Ranger, um, and parks it in our car park because it doesn't fit in his underground car park because it's too high. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds like a you problem, man. Like that's like a. <laughs> That's how you get your car keyed. Yeah, yeah. Which well, I'm not. I don't condone that behavior. For the tires go missing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, you probably wouldn't mess with him. He's, he's a pretty huge dude, massively tall, and you probably wouldn't want to cross him. But um, but he's not standing around the car all the time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it, it's yeah, it, it's a bit of a weird one. But what what other ones, gentlemen? Have, we'll go with the ones that have worked. Which are the ones that have worked? And worked well, and which are the ones that have, and we'll get to the ones that haven't worked as well. So, I'll go quite obscure. Go, um, MC12, the uh, the Maserati, yes, that was was an Enzo, wasn't it? Yeah, that was an Enzo, Mm. but they detuned the engine because you know, can't be out doing the Ferrari. Um, they made it a bit longer and heavier, but damn, it like I think it looked better than the Enzo, it looks better than the Enzo, it looked way better. Um, it on the top gear track, it was faster. It was. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, it did not get enough appreciation. But that was one where I felt they were really hobbled. They it was supposed to be the return of Maserati, you know, to racing and all that jazz, but they still hobbled it because they had to have the Enzo being looking better. So I just think the car still did so well. Yeah. You know, despite the you know, for I doing all that. That's a technical achievement. Yeah. 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 I agree with that. Well other ones. Scotty, what which ones do you think have worked well? Um, probably the Supra and Z4. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, so a bit more recent. I think both have worked really, really well using that same platform. I know most people saying it's more of a BMW, but you know, I guess you know Toyota did their little tweaks and things like that. Still a lot of BMW stuff, but in this day and age, it was the only way you could bring back the Supra. Yeah. Yeah, and they don't have the funds to create a whole new super and new engine and everything like that. So I think there's good things that come out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd agree with that. Yeah. I mean I actually really like the new super. I think I think it's kind of a cool I think it's kind of a cool looking car. Um I think it really really works well and, and from all accounts it drives better than the BMW equivalent because Toyota you said as you said made those little tweaks and um, made it into a really, really good sports car. So uh, I think that's that, that straight six sounds good in that car too. It's the only good, it's only car it sounds good in. In all the BMWs, it sounds like trash. Yeah, I don't know what they do. It has to have something to do with the exhaust or something that they do. I, I don't know. It just sounds not like a straight six or anything in all the other BMWs, you know, in the M3s and M4s. It just sounds odd. But they sound like ass, to be honest. The, the yeah, it sounds horrible. Um, they, they just, they do not, like BMWs straight sixes used to sound really good. Um, yeah. and then they I don't know what happened and then yeah. But you heard it here first. Uh David. Hey. Oh, I thought of another one. Uh when you mentioned about the Nissan the Ute having the better warranty. Um in the last couple of years, um 
with Mitsubishi's connection with um, the Renault Peugeot group. Um, I don't know if anyone noticed, but you could actually buy a Renault Master van rebadged as a Mitsubishi Express Express, with a 10-year warranty. Yep. Interestingly, you can't buy it anymore. (laughs) 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 uh, It's no longer available for sale in Australia. But uh, yeah, when they started their ten years uh, ten year warranty, ten year factory warranty, I thought, oh, that would be interesting for the Express, and yeah, it didn't last very long. Um, <laughs> yeah. But and well, it's even worse over in the UK from the point of view that their um, that alliance with um, with the Peugeot Renault and, and Citroen Group is connected somehow too, because there's a the small Toyota called the. Toyota Ergo, Argo, Argo, yeah, uh, which is also a Citroen C1 and a Peugeot 106, I think. Um, also, all the, those vans are available as Toyotas as well over there. I think they're called the Toyota Pro Box. I think they call them, um, as well as an Opel Vivaro, the badge Opel as well. So with the GM association with them now as well. Um, and one of those Peugeots, I just lose track of the numbers. It could be a 3008, could be a 4006. I'm not sure which one, but it's badged in an Opal Cross land. Well, it's interesting that you say that because because Opal and, and Vauxhall, and, and I believe, are now owned by, by PSA Group. So Same group, that's right. That's right. But, uh, yeah, that was um, that was an interesting alliance. There are lots and lots of them as rental cars in the UK. I think it's basically the ASX of, um, of <laughs> the UK. There's uh, heaps of them around. Um, so, yeah, just because people, they can release a different badged version, I don't think they should necessarily. But I suppose I it gives them a, 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 they're going to get the sale either way, aren't they? I guarantee the Toyota techs are like, oh, I've got to work in French crap again. <laughs> not going to be happy. It did cross my mind seeing all these Pro Box, Toyota Pro Boxes getting around thinking that's not a Toyota. I don't think any part of that's ever been anywhere near Nagoya. <laughs> uh, Edward, yo, your picks. Badge engineering that worked. Badge engineering that didn't work. Mm-hmm. I think, like you said before, it's it's like um, everyone wants the OG. I, I think back to the eighties. My sister wanted a Cabbage Patch doll, which you guys probably haven't heard of. David would know what I'm talking about. I know what a Cabbage Patch doll is. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, they were big in the eighties, and they were, they were sort of like. If you didn't have one and you were a girl going to school in the eighties, that was a, that was a big thing. Like you had to have a cabbage patch doll. Now, because there were um, genuine cabbage patch dolls, I think you'd lift up their skirt or something and on their ass. They had a particular stamp that, you know, this is a genuine cabbage patch doll, blah, 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 blah. And then there were fake ones, you know, that were, because they were like $40 back then in the eighties, which was expensive, you know, for a family to spend 40 bucks on this friggin' thing um there were fake ones that were cheaper and yeah they just no one ever wanted the fake ones and you could always pick the fake ones and it's a bit like that with this badge engineering yeah it's like well you don't want the nissan the ute you you want the ford falcon U. that's got a bit of a smidgen of respect about it you don't want the ford maverick you want the nissan patrol you know you don't want the toyota lexan you want the olden commodore so I think those ones just didn't work because it was just so inferior. And for the, I don't know how much you save buying those versions to what 
a thousand, two thousand dollars difference or something, which was a bit, but eh, just buy a demo and get the proper one, you know, like what are you doing? But the ones that did work, I think, a bit were the you know, like Mazda 121, Mazda 3, uh, sorry, Mazda 323 Ford Laser, like they 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 were different enough and and both respected sort of brands in their own right. Um, they worked. I think the, um, I don't know, what was I going to say? Oh, there was another one that came to mind. Like, you know, Telstar 626, that that worked by and large. Uh, what didn't work? Oh, there was another one that just came to mind that I sort of thought was good. Oh, Holden Nova um, and Toyota Corolla. You know, the, the, the Nova in its own right did, did okay. Yeah. Um, but it was really, I think underpinning that was really that people knew it was a Toyota and Toyotas are great. So they sort of didn't care as much maybe. Um, yeah, I don't know. All, all, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what else I've got to say about it. It's I, I'd always want the genuine one though. If it was me, I'd sort of go, well, I'd, I'd rather a Corolla than a Nova, even yeah. though Nova's a Corolla and it's stamped with Toyota everywhere. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't really know the the point of it. What about the Sprinter vans? Um, they were like Mercedes Benz, Freightliner, yeah, Dodge. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, um, I, I watched a video of a um a repair technician that worked at Mercedes Benz in America at the time, and he just said they were the worst things ever. <laughs> like, you get them in, and because they'd probably been used for career kind of work. Just and hard life. Yeah, they were frequently rather than be owner operated, it was company operated. Drivers were just employees. They would be yeah. absolutely hammered. Maintenance would be overdue. And the dash would light up like a Christmas tree. <laughs> <laughs> so every single car would come with like ten different problems at least. Mm. And it was just a situation of um, yeah. Just fix this, fix this, fix this. And you know, when you're dealing with normally like good passenger cars with the reputation, then having to deal with these weird commercial vehicles, mm. uh, like the Mercedes techs in the States were really not equipped to it. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just a guy telling me of how, how hard time they had and how they just hated them. Like, just, I don't want to work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's interesting that you say that, but like when, when we look at the cars today, right? So for example, the Volkswagen group, virtually all their cars are based off the one car, right? So for example, like the Golf is... Uh, is Skoda is, is a Skoda or whatever, and it's an Audi or whatever, and you know it's it's virtually the same car just in 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 different things. And now I know it's called more platform sharing, but but it's ver- it is virtually the same car. Um, so it's it's they've done more to disguise it these days, but in in a lot of ways it is still it's still the same thing. Do you think that the model sharing now is a lot better than it was previously, or is it because of the the way they can just kind of hide the um, the the looks of the car or do you think it's 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 worse because it's like well hang on a minute you know it's actually kind of lying to people like that this is not a this is not a, a proper Audi this is a this is a Volkswagen Golf in drag you know is, yeah. is that is, is that kind of is that kind of the feeling that you're getting now what's the Lamborghini you're especially the, um, yeah the Lamborghini the Lamborghini uh, has a lot of parts of Audi yeah well it's a isn't it a, isn't it a QA is it, is it a Q8? Yeah, I think it's a Q8. Yeah, yeah. Which is which in itself shares parts with it with a KN, I believe. Is it, yeah, I think so. Yeah. So. Yeah, because I was watching a video of a guy and a Lamborghini had come in, and to buy the same part from Lamborghini, who gets it from Audi, yeah. costs you more 
than going to Audi directly and buying the same part. Yeah. <laughs> it's basically the same thing that you're getting, but yeah, it's just it's just the name. Like, the name yeah. It's literally yeah. it, it amazes me how how a name can put a price tag on on something on the exact same part. Exactly, exact same, the part. exact same battery. And factory. it's got and they actually have Audi logos on the actual part. Yeah. So it's, if you who's looking under and you can and you can actually see where there was an Audi logo here, like. Probably, I'd say a good thirty to forty percent of the car, probably even more than that, was of uh, Lamborghini. Was all Audi. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's it just it's same with the R8 and the yeah. Um, yeah. Hurricane. 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 Yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting that you say that, time because uh, uh, people that have come on the show, um, Robin Harley. No, not Robin Harley. Yeah. Uh, Somebody from the states. Adrian. Um, legit street cars. They he bought. Uh, he bought a, a, a McLaren, like one of the early McLarens, that the early early modern McLarens, MCP, whatever the hell the hell of it is. <laughs> anyway, it's it's a dash twelve plus C and all mm-hmm. that crap. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, he um, he bought it really cheap because he's like, well, it's good YouTube content and it's going to make people love. He's, he's not into exotics or anything, but it, but it's the first one he had. Anyway, it needed, it needed core packs and, and plugs, um, and that end that V eight is actually based off a, off a Nissan V eight. Um, mm. and so he priced it up at, at McLaren, and it was like a three thousand dollar job or something, something ridiculous to to do the to do the court to, to to for the parts. Um, no, it was twenty something hundred bucks for the for the parts, and then like an extra grand for the labor. Um, he got the part number called Nissan, got all the pl- coils and plugs under two hundred bucks, and, and put it in himself. <laughs> so the the exact same thing that just shows how much of a raw uh, that 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 is. Yeah. I think there's a similar YouTuber building a Gallardo up again, and he was getting um, R8 parts as well, V10 parts. Yeah, and it's like same part, eight hundred dollar difference. Yeah, so why not? Yeah, it's just uh, just just follow fellow Alex, what Alex did, and just follow where the part comes from. And the biggest thing, like for me, is if a person is buying this car, there's obviously a sense of um, we'll call it ego involved in owning a a supercar. So to have somebody so easily be able to, you know, throw a rock at your glass house and be like, you know, that's just an Audi. <laughs> like, and you can't stop them from saying that. You'd be like, no, no, it's it's Lamborghini. But like, they're like, look, that's from Audi, that's from Audi. Like, it hurts. And obviously, you've bought this car for a certain egotistical purpose. And when that can be broken down so easily and so quickly, mm. I'd say that it turned me off the car. But you, I mean, you say that though, but like virtually most cars these days all share platforms. Yeah. Like, like for example, a lot of Alphas share platforms with with Fiats and and Chryslers, and um, you know, like they're, they're all they're all sharing they're all sharing platforms now. Um, it, it's one because it's cost cost saving, uh, and two, it's because it's just it's just an easier way to do things when, when you're building things off of, of certain platforms. Um, I mean. L- MX-5 was the original, and then, um, then Fiat said, well, we'll make we'll bring back the 124 by, by yeah, just putting their engine in it, but keeping it as an MX-5. So it's, um, it, but if some people see, people say they're like, oh, it's just an MX-5 in drag, because it's not the original. That is the, that is the thing that I wanted to talk about next time, because like, it, does it take away from the actual car? Like, do you, do you, do you think it takes away from the ownership experience, knowing that my car is a, is a Mazda 323 instead of being a laser? Uh, or knowing that your uh, Fiat One Two Four Spider is a uh, as an inferior MX Five as as they would probably think was with a badge stuff. I think the the argument has to be made. Look, some people obviously may want to see the Fiat One Two Four Spider as like something real special, but you just consider it to be like a it's also a sports car, mm. convertible, you know, nice, not terribly quick. 
then you can be like, oh, well, the MX-5 is that. So it's not really looking down at either car. If you've got some idea in your head that the Fiat has to be some kind of extravagant, really, really cool thing, then yes. Whereas I think with the the Urus and let's just say the the, uh, the Audi, I think there's there's a quite a leap that you're supposed to make, think, especially with the price as well. Yeah, yeah. I think it all depends on uh, more like uh, how no, no, like if you're looking at it like Lamborghini, like Lamborghini's got that sports uh, sports car, yeah, sports car name, you know, to it. So and obviously, like if you're then you're comparing to an Audi that also does have sports cars, but like you've got obviously normal everyday cars as well, you know. So it just depends. Like I've actually I was literally looking on and it I don't know if he's a YouTuber if he's got his page, but what he does, I think it's he's in the States. He buys these supercars that are smashed, like full smashed, yeah, buys them, yeah. yeah, buys them for really cheap. So he gets them for like five, six grand, probably eight grand max, buys them, fixes them all up, takes them back to the dealer, get them to run through the whole test to see that <laughs> if, if anything is wrong, you know, anything's wrong or anything like that. And then, yeah, and then he's basically got like, you can buy a Lamborghini for like, say 13 grand, and then he spends, puts the parts on it, spends it up. I'd say under probably 50, 60 grand, you get a Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it just, yeah. It, I mean, look, if you're comparing like Ford and Mazda, I'd say, yeah, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Whichever like, one you want to go to. Like a 323 yeah. and a laser. Like it's pretty similar. It's, and you're allowed to go to days like, you know, yeah. like a, a, a Mazda day and stuff. Yeah. They're like, you know, that's the same car we'll allow. So yeah. that's actually a camaraderie mm. situation, um, which I think is positive. Whereas, again, with some of these, it's more like, yeah, you know, you just pay the extra money for the same car. The same car, basically. Well, would you say, Scotty, a Supra rocking up to a BMW day, uh, being the Supra is the cheaper car um, for, for for what you're getting? Would it? Would it? Do you, do you reckon that would piss off the the BMW? Uh, uh, I mean, I mean, Edward, you can also jump in on this because because you sold them for years. Would, would that not make people that own a BMW happy? Hmm. I think it depends who it is. I, I guess you've got fans and purists. Yeah. So yeah. I think the purists will be ticked off because they want it to be originals, got to be BMW. Because Adrian, I... Adrian will get pissed off. <laughs> Adrian will get pissed off because it, it's, it's too reliable. The super. <laughs> it's too reliable. <laughs> I, 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 like, I was going to um, say that the person who owns a Z4 is probably different to somebody with like a 5 Series. Yeah. You know, mm. they might be there for more of the sports car that the BMW is and be like, you know, you're welcome. Whereas, uh, yeah, it depends on what kind of snobbery we're looking at. So were you going to add that as well, Scotty? It's like manufacturers modifying cars. They're putting their own take on, you know, like uh, they're doing their own take on the MX-5. Um, Audi doing their own take on using the V10. Um, yeah, it's just like modifying, but... With more money behind them, I guess. Toyota grabbing the Z4, they got that platform and they turn it into their own, but they're building it off that platform. So it's like a version of modifying, but just a bit more extreme than what your everyday person does. That's actually a really good way of looking at it, Scotty. Yeah. Um, it's I didn't really think of it in that way before because it's. <laughs> Yeah, it, it is essentially they're 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 customizing a body for it, they're customizing an interior for it, they're customizing all the extra things yeah. on these cars. I mean, they chose they chose the MX Five platform for a reason. It's great. It's it's a great platform. So if you're a Maz, if you got a Mazda MX Five and you see one of those Fiat's, well, 
you should be happy that they chose your platform of car because of how good it is and, you know, did their own version of it. I mean, that's, that's awesome to see people grabbing different platforms and making their own versions of what they want it to look like. Yeah. It's and a shame when they make one that doesn't look as good as the original. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what's a, what's a great car that isn't the original, that was a badge engineered something that was better than the original? Like what's a real cracker? Hmm. I'm struggling to think of one. It, that is a great question. And it's a hard question because usually the original is the best. And that's what they base it all up, right? So um MC12. MC12 is still the answer. <laughs> uh besides the the uh incredible expensive that that, that car is, um it's a four million dollar race car that you can drive on the road, damn it. It is what more could you want? <laughs> Um, I don't, yeah, I, I don't know that one that, that's better than, that's uh, actually better than the original. I, I personally think the Supra is better than the Z4, um, the current Z4. I think it looks better and I think it, from all accounts, it drives better. Um, so I, I think that's probably the one that, that's like the big one. But yeah, it's, it's, it's a real, it's a real kind of tough one. Mm. Is it just on that point? There's, there's a, another sort of category that we haven't looked at and it's manufacturers that have, you know, developed and, and engineered and built a model that's been, you know, quite successful for, for them. And then they said, right, well, that's been fun. We'll move on to the next one. And then they sell all the tooling and everything mm. off. Yeah. And then it becomes, oh, hello, this is, here's, here's this car again, but it's got different badges. Mm-hmm. Um, three three come to mind straight away. Mazda with the original 121, which um, they sold the the, um, the dies to Kia and that became yeah. the Festiva. Festiva, yes. Yep. Um, but the one to one was better. Um, which one was the bubble? No, the, the, no, no, the one before the, that. Before so, the yeah, 80s, 80s. Um, yeah, the one to one was better than the Festiva. I'd be really interested to know how many they sold over the one to one compared to the Festivas because in Kia, that was a hugely popular car. Mm. Uh, sorry, in Korea and, the, uh, Korea. and, and in Europe. Um, and Gear also then engineered it as a four door rather than just a three door, as it was as yeah, a one two one. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other one was um, GM with their one of their T car projects. You know, well after Gemini and some stuff, but the Opel Cadet became the Daewoo Chilo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So again, probably not as good a car as the Opel, although with Korean. Reliability. That's not a bad car. machine. Those little, the little cello or the one point five I that then became the cello. Yeah, yeah. They were bad, but I mean, they would have sold way more cadets because it was a very old design before the. When they got it. They were got it. Yeah. But we're all ignoring the uh, penultimate example of this. Oh, oh. Uh, the Mercedes Benz W one forty becoming oh. the Sangyong chairman. Chairman. Yes, it was a. I think they probably sold a few more. I thought it was an, I thought the chairman was based on an E class. Uh, I, I think it was a W one two four. Yeah, I think it was. I think it had a lot of one two four bits in it. Yeah, that they that they made into the Sanyong chairman. It was a big. Yeah, I mean, I'd have argue the original was better. You know, uh, do you think? I don't know, Edward. I don't know. Are you, are you, that's a bold statement, Edward. I know. I know. I know. It's controversial. <laughs> <laughs> the S class because it's such a big barge of a thing, but maybe not. Well, All right, we're missing we're missing a good ripper here. I thought maybe someone would already say it, but they haven't yet. 
that would be the Mazda Road Pacer. Oh, yes. Of course. How could we forget? Yeah, based off the beautiful, uh, what was it H H J or Premier? H J Prim. Yeah, Premiers. Um, fantastic looking car. Except they put a little thirteen B in it, and because this thing weighs like what it weigh like. <laughs> One and a half tons or something. A heavy yeah, car. it was not known for its its power <laughs> or frugality, shall we say? Yeah, it goes nowhere, unfortunately. I reckon it would have been awesome if they had the three rotor back then and put a three rotor in it. Oh, <laughs> yes. Oh, well, here's story. Oh, sorry. It's can I tell a little story? I was out for me stroll the other night, and I came across a man in a driveway with an E46 convertible up on jack stands, and I'm like, well can't resist an E46 on jack stands. I thought, oh, I've got to find out what's going on with it. So I start chatting to the guy, and he's not the owner of the car. He's a mobile, like, electronics, you know, mechanic you know, sparky. And uh, he said, yeah, <laughs> he's doing a whole lot of stuff to it for the client, blah, blah, blah. And something came out of other cars. He said, yeah, I've got a couple of unos yeah coops and i said really what sort of unos coops so he's got a couple of those you know triple rotor unos cosmos Uh, but they don't have engines in them because someone's pilfered the engines out of them to do something else with them and i wow i said i know i've got a friend who's got one of those and um so i got his number and i said well i'll chat to my mate who's a good friend of all of ours and uh we'll see see if he can hunt down an engine, you know, or if he knows of any, you know, you could put them in touch. So he was very grateful for that. But I thought, isn't it random? You just stop to chat someone in a driveway and suddenly you're talking about triple rotor (laughs) (laughs) that he doesn't have. It's very strange. And the guy's like, who the hell's this guy walking into my driveway? (laughs) Literally, I wasn't even in my suburb. Like, I'm just... (laughs) See, that's the the thing, Ed. You're in your suburb. You come to the northern suburbs. Sure. You come to somebody's driveway, ask them too many questions. Your life will not come back from that. (laughs) I was just like, he's up half of the I'm like, hey, what's happening on the E46? Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, doing this. He he was happy to chat straight away. I'm like, yeah. I'm just some random guy walking past in a a hoodie. So, yeah, I could have been stabbed. In a black hoodie. Well, gentlemen, I think it's car quiz time. Shout out to David Matiz, which was also a couple of different things. <laughs> Chevrolet Spark. Chevrolet Spark, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, Ford Pro uh, and Mazda, Mazda uh, MX-6. That was my big fail. Ford Pro, Mazda MX-6. Oh, controversial. Which one looked better? I think the Pro looked better. So do I. Nah, I don't think so. I mean, you name a car Pro. It's got <laughs> it better. has to go look better. It it's does look better. better. No. Despite its virtual I always name. thought the Pro was a good-looking car. They were it, trying to make it a Mustang as well. Don't forget. The, Don't forget. It was supposed to be the, the, the replacement for the Mustang. You are, you are absolutely correct. Yeah. I've seen a lot of uh, uh, E-Mustangs. They're getting around. Yeah. I, don't know. I haven't seen them. I've seen the ads. No, I'm like, I've seen a couple on the road. No, are you really going to buy one? Like... You don't you buy a Mustang for the noise? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to buy a Mustang for the silence. <laughs> yeah, for, for, for the actual radio. Nothing. Yeah. It's yeah. not even a coupe. Oh, no, I don't know. It's not. I yeah. think it's the saddest thing. Oh. Saddest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've, I've seen a, a, a meme a meme on Facebook where you've got um, the E-Mustang and then you've got the actual Mustang 
and uh, and the guy's like um uh what do you, no the, the meme goes um uh hey dad and then, and then the, uh, the, the mustache's like you're not my son no <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, that's good well um gentlemen are we ready for the quiz i'm ready let's go i'm just blocking it so they can't see nothing um, all righty uh let me get it up on my phone keep your secrets then yeah well, well, well you know but who's in the quiz you no, no, okay. he, no, he's he's the quiz master. Quiz master. Um, well, he doesn't need the mic then. Yeah, I, I, I kind of does. does. <laughs> we'll, speak we'll share it. Uh, so we've got Edward, we've got David, we've got Scotty, we've got Alan, we've got Tyrone playing tonight's cart quiz. Uh, you know the rules, gentlemen. Ten questions plus some bonus questions. Are you gentlemen ready? Yes. Let's go. Question one. What vehicle in the USA had the same model name over two different makes from the 50s all the way to the all the way to 1999? It was the same model, same model name, but over two different manufacturers. So same exact same car. Chevrolet Corvette. Incorrect. Yeah. Also have to yell your name, Ed. I'm just saying <laughs> cut in line there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sorry. Calling shenanigans. <laughs> so it it, it ran different, from, two different manufacturers in the same family of manufacturers in the same family like, of manufacturers correct yeah the brand it's it's the same brand same brand so like it's the same well under I'll, I'll give you a hint it's under the umbrella. GM under the GM umbrella oh, but there were two okay. was, two brands in particular had this one car named exactly the same thing and it was exactly the same car just with a different uh just with a different logo on the front end of it Ooh. I feel like I should know this. Alan, I'm going for half a point. Yeah. Is it the GM's equivalent to a uh, Crown Vic? Incorrect. All right, fine. I have no idea. This, this question actually came from a uh, from, from a listener of the show, uh, Dave Ossetil. Let me give you another shout out. Um, really, really good question. Um, and uh, I, when good I thought about it, I'm like, oh, yeah, they, they were exactly the same. And you see them in all movies and stuff, especially from, from, from that era. Is it a bloody van? No, nah, not a van. <laughs> all right. <laughs> We lost a chance. <laughs> I'm giving a hint to the people. <laughs> giving a hint to the people. You, you guys, you gentlemen out? Yeah, I think I'm out. Yeah, Tyrone? Uh, um, Scotty? There's one of them, a Cadillac. Later on, it was based on a Cadillac. It, it was yeah, the Cadillac shared parts with it, but not this one in particular. Okay, now nah, I'm out then. It was the Chevy and GMC Suburban. They called it the exact same car. Mm. Oh, Suburban. Yeah. Um, that was the only question. one I thought of. <laughs> <laughs> Bonus question. Which manufacturer brought it to Australia? David. Uh, David just. He just, he just picked you. David. Um, well, the manufacturer was General Motors, but it was badged Holden Correct. Suburban here. It was. Fun, fun story about that. The last the last 40 of them, I think they couldn't sell because not many people wanted to buy them. Um, and they got done in the hail at Sutton's of Chalora in Sydney, so the story goes. And um, Holden made a lot of money out of it. Mm. Very happy. <laughs> they would have been very happy getting rid of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, question two. Oh, score check, David. Um, you're on one, just so you know. Uh, oh. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Score. Anyone's, um, anyone's game. Turn that phone anymore. Are you going to show it to them? <laughs> <laughs> question two. What new Kia 
has been recently released uh, to the public. David. David. Uh, is it the EV6 GT? Incorrect. It was. This is this is even more recent. New one. It's a new model of a certain car that they sell. Big news for me, and we all like these cars on this show. Just just putting it out there. Alan. Alan. Kia Picanto. The Kia Picanto is absolutely correct. What and they released a new Kia Picanto. Does it look any good? I haven't seen that. Yeah, it looks good. Oh, I like it. Is there still a GT line? Uh, they haven't announced specs yet, but they've announced all, all the pictures. It's a tough-looking little car. Yeah. It looks really cool. Okay. Question three. The new Mercedes C63 AMG has its full name of what? So putting it this way, it is a big name. If you can name the whole thing, I'll give you two points. If you can name half it, actually, you know, it's going to be more than half. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you one. What's the question? What do you mean by its name? The new C sixty three has got a lot. It's it's got a name. Uh, like it's 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 not just called the Mercedes C sixty three AMG. It's got Mercedes AMG C sixty three da 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 da. So if you can name oh. for me the the whole name, which this car stupidly has. Um, I will give you the chocolates. All right. I'm yeah. going for it because I'm not going to get it. Yeah. It's a Mercedes C63. Don't buy it because it doesn't have a good engine anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I would happily give you half a point for that uh, for that response, uh, Mr. Mr. Deep Singh, but no, that is incorrect. Is Scott. Scott. Is it the Mercedes-Benz C63 AMG Black Line Special Edition? No, it's incorrect. <laughs> Well, I don't it have been true, though, Scotty. It might eventually, yeah. <laughs> yeah, wait five minutes. <laughs> Anybody else want to have, want to have it a guess? I don't know. Darren, yeah. Uh, it is not a Mercedes-Benz anymore. It is a Mercedes-AMG C63 SE Performance Hybrid. That is what it's called now. Oh, too much. What? What a wank. Yeah, I'm <laughs> filling out the orders for what those hours. So it's got it's got but it's got two let two letters in it. Like they're just spaced out. So it's like it's like Mercedes AMG C sixty three, then S, then E performance hybrid. So that is just um, a complete utter farce. S is shit and it's a Um question four. Shanghai Mica was available on which Australian market? Uh, Shanghai Mica. Shanghai Mica. I think that was a Commodore color. It was a Commodore color, Edward. I'll give you one mar one point. I'll give you an extra point if you can guess which model it came in, which Commodore it came out on. Ed. Ed. A, a VT. Incorrect. Oh, VZ. Incorrect. Uh, David. David. V E. Incorrect. It might be like VR. Yes. Never heard. Of it. Oh, no, it was on the VX Commodore, oh. Mr. Bunting. You're a VX owner. What color is that? It, it was a red because they had red hot and they had Shanghai red, which was a nicer red. Yeah, very, very. Shanghai um, tungsten. <laughs> the song Little Deuce Coop is a song performed by which band? David. David. Got this is who wants to be a millionaire. I'm going to push down against who was first. That was David, David. right? That David, was David, David from David. our end. Yeah, from our end, yeah. From my end, anyway, whatever. The Beach Boys, isn't it? The Beach Boys is correct. Uh, it was about a 
32 Ford. Thank you very much, General. Question six. A movie question. This is for Scotty. This one's, this one's in particular for Scotty because it's a movie question. Mission Impossible Fallout saw Tom Cruise drive many BMWs. The oldest BMW being a what? Oh, God damn it. I never watched it. I saw it, but I don't know my damn BMWs. It's the old one. It's, it is an older one, yes, but... All right, Alan. Alan. Um, is E32 a thing? No, I'm just asking, is that a thing? Is that a BMW thing? E32, no. No? What's the... Uh, damn it. E36 a thing, yeah? No. Is, no, it's, is, is E36 a thing? That BMW? It is, yes. It is. It's one before it. That's all I can say. Oh, it's incorrect, Alan. Duh. Scott. E34. Incorrect. David. David. Uh, E30. Incorrect. The question was, Mission Impossible Fallout, which is the last Mission Impossible before the current one's about to to drop, saw Tom Cruise drive many BMWs. It was obviously sponsored by BMW, this movie. The oldest BMW he drove being a what? E38 7 Series. Incorrect. No idea. It was an E28 5 Series he drove. E28? Okay. Seeing as none of you got it, none of you are going to get the bonus question. So I've got to move, to move on. <laughs> hey, ask the bonus question, damn you. What color was it? Alan. Alan. It was um uh, it, like a beige color. That's incorrect. Damn it. It was white. It's it losing It's incorrect. <laughs> it was silver. Incorrect. Uh, Red. Red. Incorrect. Black. Incorrect. It was olive green. What was it? Yes. Was it Chase in Paris? It was a Chase in Paris, correct, yes. Well, I'll give you a half point for that. No. <laughs> uh, question seven. Actually, I'll, I'll give you half a point because you, you, you didn't reference that. I'll, I'll, pay, you, I'll pay you there. Um, question seven. The last version of Ford's Focus RS sold here was a limited run. What was it called? XR5 Limited, Ed. Ed is incorrect. <laughs> So the last Focus RS they had here, um, which was the Mark III, they had a limited uh, run at the end. What was it called? Oh, um, well, it was just a limited edition? Limited edition is correct. Yeah, well done. There you go. Um, question eight. The Griswolds from uh, National Lampoons. I love that family. Mm-hmm. Their family truckster is based off what car? Oh. Uh. I'm sorry. The what? The family trucks. Though it was called the, the, car, the car they drive. It was. It's. It's a bit famous part of the of the movie. It's a. It's arguably a character in this movie. Um, it is a character. It's, it's a real car. It is a real car. I just can't remember. It's a triple bunger name. It's got. It's got two words to it. Yeah, I don't know what it's called. These questions are getting too left field. I'm saying oh, it's getting too close to oh, who wants to be a millionaire. Um, you know, car redneck edition or something. I don't know. No clue, guys. Let Scotty stick to the moves. All right, he does better. All right, okay. Well, let's Scotty stick to the moves from now on. Here, was though. it based on a based on a Ford? It was based on a Ford. That's what I'll give you 0.5, Scotty. If you give me if you give me another. Uh, if you can give me did a it have bo- some wood on the sides? It did have wood on yeah. the sides. Oh, I want point five. Uh, what they call it, the Ford, Ford Woody or something? I can't remember. I don't no, know. That's incorrect. David, is it Country Squire? That is correct. It is the Ford LTD Country Squire, David. Well done. Uh, I, knew, uh, I, knew uh, that. I knew it was two words. Country Squire. Oh, did I? Sorry. Um, David. You were about to donate your point to Scotty, David. <laughs> uh, score Sorry? check. Matt was going to donate your point to Scotty. By accident. Oh, by accident. Thank you. <laughs> we, we caught it out for you. 
<laughs> uh, score check. Uh, Tyrone needs to score. Scotty point five. Ed one. Alum second on two point five. And tonight's winner currently currently win leading is on three is Mr. Dead Prince. Question number nine. If my car runs a four G sixty three, what brand would oh. be on the Scott? Oh, Mitsubishi. Mitsubishi is absolutely correct. Was that left field for you as well? No, that was fine. That's fine. Um, question 10. BYD released their new dolphin where? Ed. Ed. SeaWorld. SeaWorld. They released their new car, the dolphin, at SeaWorld. Are they having a laugh, really? Did they no, really no, they, they actually, well, Riz got invited and Riz was there. Um, oh. Sorry, that's just that. Uh, that is what I was doing. It's two Teslas. Two Teslas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at least a dolphin. It's, it's got to be SeaWorld. Uh, they electrocuted them all too. You just be with your people. You, you just see free Willie just like float to the surface. Yeah. <laughs> we knew we shouldn't have had the car in the water with them. <laughs> uh, well, uh, score check, gentlemen. Tonight's winner on a grand total of three. Grand sale, grand sale is Mr. David Prince. Well done. Oh, that is. We are up to ten already. Plus questions, plus some bonus questions, my friend. That, that's all it takes. Wow. Okay. Um, Time flies when you're winning. Excuse <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, gentlemen, I think that's a podcast. Okay. Yes, uh, let's do some plugs. Um, Mr. David Prince and Mr. Edward Bunting, you do a podcast. It's your turn, David. My turn. We certainly do, Matthew. Thank you for asking. It's called Auto Retro, and we talk to people about the cars of their lives. Get to, get to set for the uh, second series, second season in production. And it actually is in production. Is it? I, it evidently. Evidently. <laughs> very good to hear. Uh, also, David, my students were very thankful for you for giving them a shout-out the other day. Uh, they, they oh, said, brilliant. They sent me a message on Teams. So they're, they're, like, they're like, oh, you gave us a shout-out, too. I'm like, like, yeah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, they were, they, were, they were pretty chuffed with that. Really? Well, you were disparaging to us, sir. <laughs> uh, we're about to lose some subscribers on our YouTube channel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Matt, do your students know? Do they know me from the podcast? Oh, I, mean, I assume so. They virtually they say they listen every week, and if my show, so I'm more worried that these kids are playing my show at 18th and 17th birthday parties. Like, <laughs> like, like that for me is more worrying uh, that they're playing. Car talk. Uh, so if I came um, to your school, I could be like, I, I could be sort of famous at your school. Well, yeah, I mean, you would be. Celebrity. Could I come and do a like a talk to the class? I'll, I'll get you to be a keynote speaker. How does that sound? Yeah, can I be a keynote speaker? Opportunities in the motor industry. I'll have to see RT at your school, Manny. <laughs> stay in school, kids. Stay in school. Study hard. Don't go into the car industry. <laughs> Drugs are bad, okay? Uh, <laughs> Drugs are bad. Stay in school. Drugs are Miss bad you. unless you own a government sanctioned dispensary or some sort. So, you know, medicinal marijuana. Uh, I love DC. Wow. Always, always the loophole. Always the yeah. loophole. Um, Alan, our boy, Rizzy Ross. Uh, as you just heard, he is uh, swimming with the dolphins. <laughs> Hopefully not the car dolphin. Uh, at SeaWorld, you know, he's all about the electric space. So hit him up at carloop.com.au. You can also find him on Facebook. Uh, just search up carloop.au on Facebook. Correct. Um, 
Our YouTube channel is flourishing, I think. Yes, we've got 28 subscribers. Yeah, so go on YouTube, find us, just search Cartwheel Podcast. We show up pretty early. And uh, give us a subscribe. And uh, look forward to more video content in the future. We're coming very soon. Scotty, uh, golf tip with, with, with Scotty. Oh, yes. So yesterday I went out and had a hit. I went to the beautiful Wood End Golf Course. If you're ever out there, hit it up, but get ready for some hard walking. Yeah. <laughs> Massive hill. <laughs> Don't give golf, car, golf carts out, uh, Scotty? No. It's, uh, uh, too wet at the moment, so you can't use the golf cart. Uh, uh, Scotty, isn't that like a charity-based golf course? Uh, yeah, it's mainly kind of run by a lot of volunteers and that. Yeah, so, so you just go and... Uh, well worth, you know, painting and helping it out. Um, but they do on one of the holes, I think it's the 16th, to get up the hill, there's a rope. You press the button and the rope yeah. starts moving <laughs> and you've got to hold on to it to help you get up the hill. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Um, but I guess my tip is, and I've said it before, is your grip. Mm. on the golf club. Um, I noticed I was having trouble with the driver and I kept hitting it to the right and I'm wondering why. It's because I had the club face opened. So I tested out when I was coming down, I noticed it was open. So when I go down a hit, it flies out to the right every single time. Made that adjustment with my grip and bang, it was spot on. So just double check that grip on your shaft. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think I think our, uh, our listeners got got got, got some got some important content with that. I'm happy to come around and give you a hand with that, Maddie, with your shaft. Show <laughs> <laughs> you how to grip it properly, buddy. Wow. I, 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 will, uh, I, I will. I will have to take you up on that offer. Because I bet you've been swinging it out to the right quite a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys crack me up. Uh, it's not suitable for school children, Scott. <laughs> this is not it's car talk trq benny jake we said our previous episodes all up on itunes spotify or um or wherever you get your you get your podcasting apps so don't forget to subscribe and review to us there check out our um our merch go to go to teespring.com go to and type in car talk store or become a patron to our patron hi to our patrons Go to patreon.com forward slash car talk podcast. Gentlemen, honor as always. Thank you for coming on, and I will see you next time. Goodbye. Bye bye now.